0: Honour all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honour the king. Servants, be subject to your own masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the frowood. <clears throat> and last week we looked at verse 16. Well, just the last phrase of verse 16, but as the servants of God. And so we've been looking at our responsibilities as Christians to be submissive as obedient believers, good subjects and citizens, good servants, and um, <clears throat> looking at we looked at servanthood in relation to the Lord and in relation to our liberty. And liberty is not license; neither is it laziness. It's serving the Lord. Great to be delivered from our sin and set at liberty, but that liberty brings with it the responsibility of service. And praise God for those that serve and those that minister and if you added up the thousands and hundreds and thousands of hours that people do in voluntary service serving the Lord it's a blessing isn't it and that's something we are we are asked asked to do encouraged to do in the word of God now we look at our submission not only in relation to our Lord our liberty but also our, our locality and let's pray before we Consider some thoughts on that. Thank you, Lord, for delivering us from our, the bondage of sin, giving us a liberty to serve you. Lord, we can serve our Master, our Lord and our Saviour, with a willing and a free heart, serving as unto the Lord. And, Lord, we, you have placed each one in different places around the world, And uh, we have localities where we minister, missionaries in different places from where they were raised. But Lord, I pray that we would diligently fulfill our responsibility where we are. And if every one of us did that, your name would be spread all over the earth. Lord, bless the consideration of this tonight and a minister of your spirit to us and the word to us. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Our submission in relation to our locality or this we could put it like the sphere of our service. We've seen the stipulations of our service and the sphere of our submission and service to the Lord. Where we live. There are some verses there that tell us that uh, when we get saved, we don't just say, well, I'm going to uproot and take off and go, go somewhere. Because it says in Corinthians there that if you're saved, um, don't remove from the calling in which you are saved. Um, we could say, well, and, and some did in Thessalonica, they did. Mm. We'll just sell everything and just stop. No, we keep on ministering in the area we've, we've been trained in. And we, it's so much better because people knew you before you become a Christian. And then they see you get saved, and they know you're after you become a Christian, and they'll pick on you then. (laughs) Christians don't do that, you know, but that's the area you have uh, best testimony in of what the change, what change has happened in your life. And so it's good to be in a a local area. That's the importance of a local New Testament church, isn't it? Because it's local. It's important because the people of the church in the local church run the church it's not being we're not being told it's who was it of you that were coming across from victoria and stopped at the border there and you know and and that, from benella they were and they said that the person asking them where you're from benella oh where's that and you think well they're not a local <laughs> the, the, i mean where's benella and when you go to queensland and say you're from albury sometimes you have to explain and, and like that, we'd go up there and, and where's this town, that town? Might have gone through it once in a lifetime. But local, our local situation. Now, <clears throat> those we're su- to be submission, submissive to in our locale, locality, and we have that in verse 17, honour all men, those who are around us. Those who are around us, just as I've been saying, we've got a testimony to bear for the Lord and Galatians if we turn back to Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9 and 10 Galatians 6, 9 and 10 let us not be weary in well doing for in due season we shall reap if if we faint not so if we faint we won't reap if we quit and give up throw in the towel we won't reap Keep, 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 keeping on. <laughs> and verse 10, as we have there for opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. And so <clears throat> those who are around us, we're to honour all men. That's unsaved and unsaved, <clears throat> as it has, as we have the opportunity. Who gives us the opportunity <laughs> Is it Mr. Circumstance? No, who who brings the circumstance to pass in our life? God, all things work together. You know, God works these things out and gives us circumstances. And have you ever had an opportunity to to minister for the Lord or testify for the Lord and you hadn't planned it, it just came? They're good opportunities. They're God-given opportunities. God's prepared them and you for that. And even if you have something to do or something to rush to, it's best to stop, and take the opportunity, because uh, you know in the, in the local uh, you may be working for, and and that's where with the sort of work I did do was was different jobs. Sometimes a day here or a week here, another week somewhere else. You get many opportunities, many different sorts of people, many different nationalities. A lot of Italians, yes. And I was saying, opportunity not yeah. That's right, (laughs) and it it does, and and that's where the word, actually the origination, original meaning of the word is when you're opposite the port and the wind's blowing in the right direction. You didn't have an engine to drive you in those days. The wind blowing in the right direction, you could tack, you know, this way, tack, tacking, I think they call that, to get in there, zigzag, but if it was behind you, you could just go straight in. or or, or actually from the side with the sails set right. So, yeah, opportunity knocks, might only knock the once. Take that opportunity. Honour all men, regardless of creed or colour or class, as it tells us there in Galatians, as we have the opportunity, do good. What does doing good give you? (laughs) Well, the word's there, opportunity. If you do good to somebody that had been hard done by or been oppressed, and they they take notice of that, <clears throat> and uh, that's happened a few times where I didn't, no motive for going and helping somebody, and you do it and and they they say, what what's going on? <laughs> this doesn't normally happen. <laughs> well, <clears throat> as God loves us and loves us all, so we should love all for God, so love the world those who are around us God loved them God loves them we as Christians ought to love them to the Lord love them to salvation in providing them with the opportunity of salvation Uh, James the book of James chapter 2 James 2 and verse 1 we read there my brethren have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons, honour all men, no matter who or where they be. And just as the Lord did, so do we minister to people of all sorts. In fact, who were the ones that mainly listened attentively to the Lord and his teaching when he was here? The poor. Yep the name the blind remember those words in the Gospels Mm. these are the ones that listened it was the rich and the educated often that argued with the Lord didn't listen to the Lord. and so our submission relation to our locality honor all men Christ died for how many all men it tells us that and we don't know who is going to get saved if we share the gospel was going to say who are the elect (laughs) The elect are the ones who hear the gospel and respond to the gospel. Because the Lord wants all of them to be saved, as he says in 1 John 2, verse 1, My little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is a propitiation for our sins, Christians, not only for ours, but only but for the sins of the whole world. And so honour all men, all, all, all. Christ died for all. He, his blood is sufficient for all. He died for all. Um, <clears throat> and as it says in Romans 1.16, as Paul said and testified, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation, to the Jew first and also to the... Greek. Every, everybody. So honour... Those who are around us. Our submission in relation to our locality. Those who are around us, honour all men. And then the next phrase is, love the brotherhood. Love the brotherhood. Those who are akin to us. So those who are around us and those who are akin to us. In the faith, that is. <laughs> well, you can love those who are unsaved to the Lord, as we've mentioned. Uh, <clears throat> love the brotherhood. Is it right to call each other brother and sister? Is it biblical? Right there there it is <laughs> love the brotherhood um, <clears throat> sad when christians don't love one another and all those verses that re- that have got one another one another one another and all the the attachments the descriptions of what we're to do with one one another ephesians chapter 5 and verse 21 tells us Submit yourselves one to another in the fear of God. And that, I think, has to do with what we looked at recently in Romans chapter 14, that we don't offend a weaker brother. Submit yourselves one to another. Don't do what will offend somebody else, you knowing that it would offend them. Don't go ahead and do it. And so love the brotherhood. (laughs) And where? In the Bible, would it talk about loving one another? Loving the brotherhood. Mm-hmm. First John. First John. Just a picking on a few of them. Verse 7 of chapter 4. Let, uh, let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is love. In this was manifest the love of God toward us, that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, I think ten times in those three verses, the word love, and it's to do with one another, and God has set us the example of how we ought to love one another. So, those who are akin to us, or who are assembled assembled with us. Christians, verse 11 and 12 continues in that. And that's 1 John 4. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. So, if there's a lack of love between people that are assembled together... Who are supposed to be akin to us, either we're disobedient or somebody's not saved. Isn't that right? <laughs> because it's a command. We're disobeying the command or maybe we're not born again. There's that, that, that lack of love, there's an, there's an aggressiveness in the person like that who might have made a profession and think they're saved examine yourself whether you be in the faith and a good examination how do I treat those that are akin to me or assembled with me Christians fellow believers what's my attitude toward them okay <clears throat> um, those who are akin to us and in relation to the church back in the book of Hebrews chapter 13 and verse seven, or particularly verse seventeen, we'll just look at. Obey them that have the rule over you. These are akin to us; they're in the Lord. We're in the Lord together, and obey them, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they that must give an account. If there are a fair income, godly overseer, pastor, shepherd, under shepherd. Now watch for your souls as they that must give an account knowing that one day they have to stand before the Lord. I stop and think about that sometimes. and oh. It's pretty serious business. If that be the case for the under shepherd standing on the judgment day. What about this person and the names of all the people that have been to church here before might be bought up that aren't here, don't go to church anymore. Sort of pretty mind-boggling when you think of that. You want to be a pastor now? <laughs> because you've got to give an account. It says it in the Bible. Seriously. And that's why if you're not doing the right thing as the under-shepherd, then you've got to give an account for that. And that's before all, isn't it? Particularly before the Lord. I've underlined one here, I've got several others, but First Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verses 12 and 13. It reads, And we beseech you, brethren, to know them who labour among you, and are over you in the Lord, and admonish you to esteem them very highly in love. This is what we're you know, to those who are, love the brotherhood, love those that preach the truth, love those that step on your toes when they preach the truth, whether it be an evangelist or pastor, whoever and admonish you in the Lord, and esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake not, not necessarily for them, but for their work's sake and for the And be at peace among yourselves. I think that's a good one that goes with this thought of those who are akin to us, be submissive to them in the locality. See, the Lord knows you, the Lord knows the preacher, the Lord knows the people in the church. And uh, when when you go to a church and you feel at home in the church, (laughs) that's saying what this is saying, isn't it? I feel at home in the church and and people that have said that when they've come to the church here, you know they're going to stick around. They feel at home in the church. They're not coming to change the church. They're not coming to manipulate things to the way they want it. They're coming and they enjoy the home fellowship, as it were. And I was raised on that. I didn't, we didn't have many church meetings we got to. There weren't a whole lot of churches around. And home fellowships. Well, fellowship. Basically, one was the Furlong's house. Remember the Furlongs? Yeah, Les Furlong. Les and May Furlong. And um, they had a little place at Emerald, and we'd go in there in the midweek, and we'd have an hour Bible study with Willie Mullen on the tapes. That's where we went through Romans, and went through Revelation, and went through Genesis, and went through all the. I was only a little teenage, or a little tall, skinny teenager at the time. And that uh, was wonderful to have that. And, and and Mrs. Furlong, you know what she did afterward? Cakes and biscuits, and all, mostly home cooking. <laughs> and uh, she taught, she taught in the Emerald State School along with Mrs. Lacey. Um, what do you call it? Ah, oh, right, religious instruction, right into her nineties. And she was just a part of the Emerald State School. She was doing it when I was there, and she was doing it right up till she almost died and um <clears throat> remember but that was a home fellowship it was that you know assembled akin, brothers and sisters in the lord now, let's make it make it so let's make an effort to make it so even if we don't like the personality of the person we are related to them you know it, they say you can you can pick choose as it say you can choose your friends but you can't pick your relatives hey we're related in the Lord. <laughs> God's chosen us we're on our way to heaven and, and we're going to live there forever with one another get used to that I think with the new body it won't be like it is down here at times <laughs> well not, not only those who are around us those who are akin to us but in verse 17 again back there honour the, all men love the brotherhood fear God <laughs> those who are above us fear God that's an instruction from the word, not only here, but many places, isn't it? The one and only on the heavenly throne we are to fear. Not a cringing, paralyzing fear, you know, you know scared, but a respectful, reverential fear. Psalm 9.10 says, which fear is, which, The fear of the Lord which is the beginning of wisdom. In Proverbs 29.25 it says, The fear of man bringeth a snare. But whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Um, <clears throat> Matthew ten twenty eight. Fear not them who kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. But Rather, fear him who is able to put body and soul in hell. Um, so fear the Lord. And if we fear the Lord, all these other things will fall into place. Because we'll obey the Lord if we're fearing the Lord, won't we? And the fear, fear God. <clears throat> so in in relation to our sub, our submission, in relation to our locality, those around us in the community, get to know your neighbours. I don't know, you, you, you might do good to one of them somehow. A tree falls over their house or fence or something. Go help them get it up. They're on holidays, offered to guard their house. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Um, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Is it, you know. I remember next door to us, we had a lady that used to be Presbyterian, I found out from her daughter, but she'd turned JW. And um, she'd come running in and banging on the door one day. And I said, you know, really, like, frantic, banging she opened the door, she said, your house is on fire, your house is on fire. <laughs> I said, where, where, out the back, the smoke's coming out. And it was the hot water service, we had a wood heater and connected our gravity hot water service to the wood heater, it was boiling, the whole tank up the top, blah, 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 yeah. and it was blowing it out of the spout, and there was all this steam coming out. It was a cold day, so it looked like there was a heap of smoke coming out of the, out of the roof. But she was concerned for us, we ought to be like that, you know, if something... And get the opportunity to testify. Develop it by doing that. Now, so, the one above us, fear God. The ones above us, as it says. The one and only Heavenly Father, the one on whom on the human throne as well, is given in that verse, honour the king. We've been here a little bit earlier. <clears throat> now, who was the king in Peter's day? was up in rome his name started with n nero Nero. a monster of a man it's been said why honor such a tyrant well in answering that ask yourself another question who allowed that tyrant to be the king Mm -hmm. (laughs) god Mm -hmm. (laughs) people might have voted it there's elections coming up and you, yeah. you, you, we pray earnestly that there might be conservative people elected to those positions because it's better for Christians yeah. but, not, but they, may not, they may not be they may, they may be tyrants they may love, love to have control we know all about that Don't, Victorians know all about that yeah. in the last <clears throat> as a Sky News fella Bolt said Thank you, Dan, (laughs) he's going like this on the TV, for giving me the liberty that you took away from me. (laughs) He was doing it on national television. (laughs) He's still there, he hadn't been put in jail. But honour the king, even if they're tyrants. Now, he's not a Christian, so, yeah. (laughs) So in answering that question, yes, who allowed him to be ruler? psalm 75 verse 7 says god putteth down one and he setteth up another god gives those positions and there are other verses in romans 13 verse 1 the powers that be are ordained of god and uh, you think of some examples did daniel honor nebuchadnezzar what had nebuchadnezzar done to him to his country to his to his hometown, Jerusalem. Took him away. He took him away. I think Daniel went in the first of the three captivities. But while Daniel was in Babylon, he knew that he went down two more times. The last time he obliterated the place and uh, tore it apart, tore the temple apart, dragged all the all the gold and that, and all the you know. He, Daniel say, "Huh? <laughs> Here comes the golden candlestick." Here comes the Ark of the Covenant. Here comes all the utensils to the temple. Daniel's in Babylon when this is. These things are. Wow, he's 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 really wrecked the place, and so Daniel could have had a what, a bitter heart. He could have been very mad with, with the king, with the you King. Say, o King, live forever. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Did we used to say that in the? And I mean, in the pledge we made at high school, how did it go? I've forgotten it. In England, um, well, we're here. Did they have honour the king? We we had to sing the the anthem and everything. King. God saved the, save the king. Yeah, that's right. But uh, it well, we've all well forgotten. <clears throat> well, never. Nebuchadnezzar was there, Daniel was in obedience to him. Um, Daniel chapters 3 and verse 14 to 23, we have a story there of three of Daniel's friends. Yeah. Daniel gave Nebuchadnezzar the interpretation of the dream that he didn't remember and couldn't interpret, of course. He gave them, and then it went to King Nebuchadnezzar's head. So King Nebuchadnezzar said, let's build an image of a man. And then everybody on the sound, when the music stops or plays or whatever, is to bow down and worship this image, which represented him. I'm the head of gold. See that? (laughs) Daniel had given that interpretation. And now he's going to cook Daniel's three friends. And you start thinking, he's a pretty hard fella to honour. Honour the king. I don't know where Daniel was. I know he wouldn't have bowed whether he was exempt from the bowing that day. But uh, the king did that. Now, after a bit, King Nebuchadnezzar lost his mind, didn't he? He lost his mind. Who was it that guarded the throne while Nebuchadnezzar was out of his mind in the back paddock? Daniel he was in authority and power and this guy was unsaved and he had treated him like that he treated his friends like that he had every reason to say I'm not going to honor this king but through being consistent and persistent what happened when the king came back when he looked up to heaven and recognized God and his senses returned to him then he acknowledged the Lord (laughs) through Daniel's testimony that king got saved That's the power. That's the superpower of the world in Daniel's day. That's what Nebuchadnezzar represents. The Hanging Gardens of Babylon, one of the seven wonders of the world. If you've read about that, and when the Babylonians were put out, Nebuchadnezzar died before that. What happened to Daniel? What did the next king? What did the kings of the Medes? Medes. I think he was a Median. No, his name started with D. Darius. 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 In Daniel chapter 6, verse 20. <clears throat> Daniel, did he dishonor him? No. He respected him. Did it help Daniel? Did it help get the, the, the Jews back back home to Jerusalem? Yes. You see, you, you can rush in like a bull in the gate and say he's wrong and, and howl him down. But the king's heart can be turned by the Lord to the Lord. Uh, Paul's reaction after he had ignorantly rebuked the high priest and Ananias, and he, he sort of say, "Yeah, go for it, Paul. <laughs> Tell him, let him have it." In Acts chapter twenty-three, verses one to five, and Paul was given a slap. You know, and what, how smitest that? And and then that person said, "He's the high priest," and Paul said, "Sorry, <laughs> I didn't know you were." Even though he was being treated like that. He honoured the position, not necessarily the person. So we are to honour the king. And this is the way in our locality where we are. If Christians all around the world behave like this, the testimony of the Lord would be greater and would be more influential. And um, I think Daniel realised I'm here because God put me here and I'm going to make an, a, have an effect. And he did have an effect let's have an effect where we are in our locality we won't go any further than that just one verse but there's four what four five points in that that we can take home and consider and and live <laughs> and do